everybody welcome back to a little quirky podcast i'm your host rachel simone today we're going to be talking about my story of depression i don't know why it's taken me so long to actually speak about this i spoke about anxiety a while back but today i want to speak about depression um so yeah let's jump right into it hey y'all so Today I want to talk about my journey with depression. I don't know why I said that said that so chipper. It's not chipper at all, but um yeah, I don't know why I haven't talked about this earlier, but um we're going to get into it today. So, starting off, uh my journey with depression began in elementary school. Oh my gosh, no it didn't. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Middle school. Um, sixth grade, if I'm remembering correctly, um, that was, I feel like overall middle school is just a really tough time for a lot of people, uh, because it's the first like major transition from elementary to middle school, um, making new friends, being in a new environment. It was just a lot for me at least, and it took a lot to get adjusted to, so I would say, uh, you know, closer to maybe when fall started was when I really started experiencing, like, my first serious wave of depression, um, and I now know when I look back on that, it was probably, it's, it's seasonal depression. I struggle with really bad really bad seasonal depression but back then in middle school you know I really didn't know what was happening to me I just knew I was sad all the time I didn't really know how to communicate that with anybody or what I did um for example like my parents and stuff let me take a step back real quick and just say this is no like shade or whatever to my parents because the black community in general does not know much about mental health and the conversation about mental health is not being had enough in the black community and I hope that you know through whatever platform that I have whether it's this podcast my social media whatever it may be I can bring more awareness and normalize the conversation of mental health within the black community uh, because you know it, it goes way back but our community is dealing with a lot and we don't know how to formulate that and and communicate that to other people but I digress so my parents you know they of course didn't really understand what mental health was or my depression at the time and I didn't I didn't even know what it was so I couldn't tell them so you know I would I just noticed a complete shift in like who I was as a person if you know me I am literally very hyper like I have a very and this sounds like I'm bragging on myself but that's not what I'm doing at all I just have a very vibrant personality like I'm I'm loud I'm goofy like I'm a little quirky (laughs) anyways um I'm just very like out there most of the time I can't have my shy moments but like I'm 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 out there I have a big personality and so when that depression came that personality went out the door. That was the first thing that went. Uh, my sanity went out the window. Like, everything was just gone. Like, who I was to the core, it was not Rachel. Ooh, why am I getting emotional? It, it, I think 
just because it's so scary to think that like depression can come in and like just completely change your you you completely me I was not Rachel um so I was just in really bad mental state all the time I remember I would all I cried so much and I I hate I hate I hate crying I feel like I hate it now just because of unfortunately some things that were said to me back then when I was like very emotional and I didn't know what I was going through and it was kind of like a oh like kind of suck it up type thing and I feel like that's why I hate crying now but I would cry a lot and I would just be uh in really bad place like mental places um I remember my mood would like change very quick like it was very weird how often my mood changed um it would be like you know super high energetic but then like the next day or not even probably sometimes the next day it could be moments later that it was like complete crash that I was just like reminded oh my gosh excuse me um just reminded of like how sad I really was so that, you know, went on for a minute, um, uh, for a couple months. And then unfortunately, uh trigger warning, self harm. I should probably put this at the beginning of the episode, but um it turned into self harm. I began to cut myself, like on my wrist. Um Ooh, wow, that's kinda deep. I've never actually said that out loud before. Um, ooh, that's weird. Um, I started to cut myself when I was younger just because I really, again, like, I just feel like I didn't have anybody to turn to. Um, because I felt like my parents, they just did not understand. And my friends, they were supportive, but at the same time, like, th- that that's a lot for kids to handle. That was a lot for me to handle. So I, I couldn't imagine them trying to wrap their head around, like, you know, what's going on with, with Rachel, like, and I don't put the blame on them at all, because it was just a lot that, you know, I, I don't, I didn't even know what was happening, um, and so, you know, that went on for a little bit, and it wasn't, um, for long, because my, so I still, I think I know, I think I know who I, it was, but one of my friends told what my teacher and the teacher told the nurse, and I remember being called into the nurse's office, and she was just asking me questions, and I, it was it was weird because I was like, why you know why is she calling me in here? And then she finally asked me like, can I see your wrist? And um, I don't know why this is making me so emotional because I haven't talked about it in forever. I don't think I've ever really talked about it, but I showed her my wrist, and then you know she called my parents. Uh, she said she was going to have to call my parents. I remember being so scared because the first day, the day of, I was called in there. She didn't she didn't call. Like, my parents, you know, they didn't know yet. But the next day, they came and picked me up early. And I remember just, like, <laughs> the look on their face. It was just so, it was such a foreign look. Like, they concerned, angry. I couldn't really tell. And, um, you know, we just had a really long talk after that uh, and how... You know, they kind of kept me close to their side just to make sure I wasn't going anywhere, going off to, like, try to hurt myself anymore. Um, What? This is so crazy. I can't believe I'm talking about this, honestly. (laughs) So, you know, that, that, I'm going to condense the story, but that happened, like, the entire, you know, 
fall into winter again like now that I think about it it was really bad seasonal depression and I remember um you know just not being myself and as the months went on and as you know the the it got warmer outside and the sun was coming out more I remember kind of becoming myself again and I remember one time um, I was downstairs in the kitchen with my mom and I was just like making a joke with her because again like if you know me, you know, like, I'm I'm going to make a joke or I'm super sarcastic or, you know, just do something goofy. And she was like, oh, my gosh. She was like, Rachel's back. And that was like, it didn't make me emotional at the time. I kind of just, like, brushed it off. But, like, now that I think about it, like, that's crazy because I literally was not myself at all. Like, I didn't, I don't know who that was. It just wasn't. It wasn't me. It was like a really dark side of me, I should say. Um, and something that also did not help was that my walls were literally painted dark gray. <laughs> I remember just always being in my room, just locked up in here and just crying. And um, oh, wait, no, that wasn't even that. Not even that time. They were actually a bright green. Um, dark gray came moving on in the story in high school um I still went through the same you know process of like seasonal depression and thankfully you know I I didn't turn to self-harm anymore after middle school and after my parents found out about it I kind of stopped with that but in high school the depression still came the seasonal depression was still really bad and I think I talked about this a little bit in my um my story about uh, becoming, like, my walk with God and becoming a Christian and stuff. Uh, <laughs> I remember one time I was in bed. This is when, like, my walls were super dark and I was depressed. And I was like, God, like, if you, like, I need some help. Like, I'm depressed. I don't know what's going on. And I opened the Bible. And again, I still don't even know what the Bible was. But it, it started talking about the world going up in flames. And we're all going to die. Not being dramatic. But it was pretty like scary when I was reading in the Bible I was like god what like I'm opening up the Bible actually for some guidance and this is what you take me to but let me say something real quick the devil also knows what y'all praying for so ask for the discernment when you pray to God because the devil that could have been the devil trying to scare me away from God period but we're going to talk about that in a different episode but anyways (laughs) um that contributed to my depression I was just like you know like what's the point I'm gonna die I just didn't feel like I wanted to be there anymore. Um and I've had I've had so many so many moments of just feeling like I don't want to be here anymore. Like I don't want to be on this earth anymore. I don't feel like I have a purpose. I don't feel like anybody loves me. I just felt very secluded and isolated. And um unfortunately like, you know, that that happened a lot through like m- throughout middle school and high school. Now, coming into college, it was a little bit different, um, and it's still something that I struggle with, and I'm low-key, I'm not nervous about the, the weather changing or anything, but, like, it's just kind of, I feel like I kind of know what to expect, and I'm gonna try to find ways to, like, combat that and try not to get depressed this time, but I've definitely had, uh, my, my bouts of depression through college as well, um, it was freshman year, of course, like back on campus still. Um, that was really tough for me, especially my first 
semester because I didn't really have friends. Um, I was very anxious to go anywhere. Like it was just like it was pretty tough being alone all the time, and it took me back to that place of like just feeling worthless and feeling sad and just wanting to um, be alone. I when I get depressed, I tend to very like detach from a lot of things. Um, and kind of dive into things that aren't helping, such as, like, social media. I'll get on there, scroll, and just cry, because I'm like, look at these people, they're happy, or, um, it looks like they're walking in their purpose, or whatever it may be. So, it was, I, I had those moments, like, my freshman year, um, for sure, just feeling, like, lost and hopeless, um, but it, it was never... I have to say, like, freshman year of college was never as bad. Um, it, it it didn't get that bad as it was, like, in middle and high school. <clears throat> the last, um, I guess, struggle with depression that I had was last year. It began last year, I should say. And that was probably the longest um, battle of depression that I've gone through in a very long time. It lasted from probably July, late July to March of this year. And that's months. Wait, let me count July, August, September. That's eight months of just being depressed. And just to like show you, like to to explain to you all, like depression doesn't look the same for everybody. For me, um, the, 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 it was like a low grade depression, I should say, because Obviously, 2020 had a lot going on, but I also had a lot going on in my personal life. So I noticed, again, the same thing that I was experiencing in middle school. My emotions fluctuated so much. There was a time that I literally thought I was going crazy. I like I was like, I don't, this is not normal. Like, why am I happy one time and then crying the next, like, feeling like, just like, I want to die, like, and not even trying to be dramatic, but there were, there would be times where I could just, like, not stop crying throughout that eight-month period, and just feeling like there's no hope, I'm lost, like, I don't have a purpose, I don't want to be here, I, I question why I was here, and I just really felt like I wanted to die, like, I didn't want to be on this earth anymore, um, and, um, it wasn't, like, it was, again, it wasn't like that all the time, but I feel like a lot of it had to do with me covering covering that up, um, trying to put on this face of being okay, and I feel like I did that, I've, I've done that so much throughout, ever since I, you know, started dealing with depression, trying to put on this face of just like, hi, like, I'm happy, because that's what people usually know me as being, like, super happy, super, you know, just laughing all the time and just in a good place so I felt like I had to keep that up for so much so much of my life and ever since I started dealing with depression and um I feel like it's rare that I ever let people in on this I'm shocked that I'm even talking about this on the podcast because well obviously people are gonna listen but um I don't really let people in like that and I'm still working on that because even though like I'm I'm okay right now. Like I'm actually I'm not even just okay. Like I feel like the beginning of this summer to like now has been such a beautiful time because I've had time to like just reflect 
and have peace and not really go through much of depression. Um, but I feel like a lot of the the problem is the fact that I don't speak about my emotions or my feelings to like anybody. So the reason I felt felt so isolated and so secluded was because I was not getting any of this stuff out. Like back then I journal now, but back then I didn't have a journal. I didn't have those resources. I didn't have a therapist to speak to because I didn't I was scared to go to a therapist because I was like, you know, that's something that only people, like crazy people have to do. But when I was a kid, that's what I thought. But like now, you know, I have my therapist and stuff and I'm so grateful to have therapy. If you guys are able to get therapy, please do. And at the end, I'm going to leave resources in the, the description of this episode. But, um, you know, I just I didn't have anybody to talk to. And for the most part, like now... I have my therapist and stuff, but there's still so much that I hold on to. And I don't really have anybody to speak to about that kind of stuff. It's not that I don't have anybody, but I haven't found somebody that I'm, like, comfortable with 100% to speak about, like, all the things that I'm going through and, you know, just kind of, like, pouring it out. And I feel like there's so much that I've suppressed and that's contributed to my depression and that I still have not been able to work through just because I keep it um, bottled up inside. Um, and that's something I just have to work on. Like, I need to work on that because it's not helpful and everybody needs somebody to to talk to. Um, and yeah, but um, yeah, I just... The, I feel like I'm at a loss for words now because I feel like I, that's so weird that I'm even talking about this today and I did not expect to cry. <laughs> but I just wanted to share my story with depression because I feel like, I feel like, you know, while mental health is a lot more accepted in society, I feel like there's still a lot of negativity around it. And I I hope that sharing my story inspires other people to share theirs or other people to know that they're not alone, that there are people out there that go through the same thing. Um, like for me personally, Sadelle Curry-Leaf, y'all do not know, like I literally love that woman so much. And I think it's so crazy just to think like I was able to be on her podcast and speak about mental health. It's such a like a I feel like a full circle moment for me because she has been such a huge help in my own mental health journey because she's been so vocal about it. And hearing her speak about her depression and her anxiety made like literally there was one time I was watching her video and I started crying because everything she was saying was everything that I felt. I had never heard somebody put like my, all my emotions that I was feeling in words and that helped me out so much so me sharing my story honestly any sort story that I share on here I hope that it's able to help somebody know that they're not alone and that it's okay to speak about it and that you know yeah that you're gonna get through it and and I, I just want to say not to like be cheesy and corny but like I'm still here today and thank God that I'm able to have my podcast to speak about this um, and even talk about it in social media at times because I do do like my mental health check-ins. But like 
I promise, I promise, I promise you, I promise you that things do get better. And, you know, whenever I, I go through things, if I go through more things, I'm going to listen back to, to this for myself to know that things do get better. You just, it's not going to be easy. Nothing about this is easy, but things do get better. There is light at the end of the tunnel. And, um, yeah, so... If y'all need any resources, I'm going to leave them in the description box of this podcast. Um, I'm not going to... Oh, my wish is cracked. <laughs> I'm not going to do any highs, lows, and buffaloes today. Um, but I just want to say thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode. Again, I hope, you know, this this story was able to give you some encouragement. If you're going through a rough patch, please let me know. Um, if you guys need any other extra resources and I can help you find it. Um, but yeah, thank you all so much for listening and I cannot wait to talk to you on the next episode. Bye.